Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I am very excited to introduce you today to Amy Jolly. She's the founder, M-A-R-Y-T 200. That's quite a title. She is the founder of the Wellness Collective for Women and Children, or I should probably read it just the Wellness Collective Women and Children. Welcome to the studio, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm really grateful to be here and excited to share today. That's what you're doing. We just want to get to know you and the people you serve. And if I remember correctly, Daryl had met you, our producer, I want to say, was it a networking event? Do you remember? Um, It was actually at Spring into Queen Creek, which is a big festival geared towards children. We were actually in an area that children got to have experiences, so they got to try and do things, um, and there was many local businesses there, so that's where we actually got to connect. I think it, I, re, I think I still have it on my phone. I think he sent me a, a photo of your booth or a sandwich board or something. And he said, I think you need to meet this woman. <laughs> so I always appreciate when he's as ecstatic and excited about uh, people who are doing similar work and serving our community. Uh, so we're very excited to hear your story today. Uh, why don't you just start by introducing yourself? Uh, we, of course, we've got up to an hour, so we'll get, get it all in. But did I see that? Are you originally from Northern California or did you go to school there? I went to school there. Yes. Yeah. I'm originally. Yeah. from San Francisco. I've been out here oh, okay. since 79. So I grew up here, but hailed from mm-hmm. San Francisco Bay Area. So yes, just tell us about your background. And then of course, uh, we'll work our way to talking about what the Wellness Collective Women and Children does and, and how it supports families. Okay. Yeah, we were out in Queen Creek that day when we met, um, creating a Zen Den space for children to come. So it was an experiential space that children could come practice breathing, yoga, um, mindfulness that day. And like you um, shared, the Bay Area, it's been kind of a journey. I'm maybe a bit of a nomad, (laughs) but I've landed here in Arizona, and I'm so glad to be a part of that community out there, kind of the Gilbert, Queen Creek, Santan area. Mm -hmm. But I was originally from Michigan, spent some time in San Francisco, I uh, went to my grad program there, a uh, wonderful school, and I can share more about that beautiful experience, and spent some time in Hawaii, so that's mm-hmm. where I learned a lot of my, um, I did my yoga training, a lot of um, sacred women's um, experiences and learning, and then finally um, landed here in Majestic, Arizona. <laughs> Majestic, Arizona. Yeah. I love that. I don't know if I've heard anybody describe oh, it like that. <laughs> think of it that way with the mountains. Yeah. Oh my beautiful. gosh, it's such a beautiful place. And hailing from a couple of different places you've mentioned and the fact that you've traveled so much, it's neat when I hear somebody say when they've been to so many different places how beautiful Arizona is. It has its very unique personality and, of course, landscape. So you've been here how long then? How long in Arizona? Um, just about three years. Oh, so fairly yeah. new. Yeah. Yes. So this this business has evolved a little bit. It predominantly started in Hawaii, but it looked different there. So coming to this community and just kind of intuitively letting my intuition be my guide and connecting with families and women and children, it it kind of um, recreated and rebuilt itself into the Wellness Collective Women and Children. 
Fantastic. And by the word collective, what does that mean to you as part of the the title for the business? Yeah, that's a very meaningful part of the business. And I think that piece is growing. But the idea is to create a collective community space for women and children to be in, whether they're coming to a supportive gathering, um, they're coming for one-to-one support, or they're coming for a support group or a class. And then The second piece to that is that the goal is for it to be a collective of women businesses that support our collective community. Mm -hmm. So in all these different well-being, healing, and mental health modalities. Boy, do I have introductions for you. (laughs) Daryl and I are both nodding our heads. Fantastic. When you think about the community and the collective that has already started to sprout uh, the several years that you've been doing it here in Arizona, what is a, a, a good example? And, and maybe it's a variety of people, but when you, when you think of the women and the families that come and spend time with you, who are those people? What are they coming for? And then we'll, of course, talk about the benefits, but who, is, who, it is, who does it appeal to the most? Yeah, I think it appeals to women looking for that kind of supportive community, whether it's for themselves personally or if they have a family, because I do work with women and kids as Mm -hmm. well. So I think it's women coming in that are looking for that sense of community, that kind of longing for that. And I think that's built off the foundation that that's what I'm longing for too, is to create these spaces for women to come and children to come that they can um, also learn tools and tools to support their overall well-being. I call it sometimes just connecting with your calm and finding what modality supports you best. So I find that those are the families and the women drawn to the collective. Um, But also there's definitely right now after the pandemic, many families seeking additional support around mental health Mm -hmm. and just behaviors that are coming up and um, different levels of mental health. So I definitely feel that there's, oh, I mean, it's always there, but there's kind of a little bit of a greater wave. And I love being there to support in that way as well. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, You have a lot to offer at the Wellness Collective Women and Children. I noticed that there's, you mentioned, of course, the mental health and well-being sessions for women and children, uh, community classes for yoga, Girl Circle Zenden, which you talked a little bit about the event that you were at, Circle of Friends, Feeling Class for Kids, Kindness Circle Groups, Nourishing Events. Wow. (laughs) Do you do this all on your own or do you have other instructors that come in and, and help as well? All of that that you shared you. Is, is me right now. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, but the vision is that um, finding like-minded women to co-create with, and I feel like that's that's unfolding. Mm-hmm. But I also want to make sure that it feels like nourishing and authentic, and so I've just been letting myself kind of be intuitively guided, and along my path, I continue to, it seems like, find the uh, right Right connection. Yep. Oh, it's so wise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell us about your background. So you mentioned that you were kind of a nomad. Mm-hmm. What drew you to this work? And has it always been part of your fiber since, you know, since you landed here on Earth? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be true in saying that. Um, I, I believe that my journey is 
taken a while, but I've always kind of been on the same thread that I consider myself a highly sensitive, empathic um, woman. I feel like the work um, has kind of slowly unfolded, but I've always been on this path of helping to support women and children in this kind of modality of looking at the whole person and the mind, body, spirit. And really, I think it's been my journey as well is just finding my deepest authentic truth of who I am. And I feel like we come into this world as like this magical, beautiful light with so many gifts. And we journey in the world that different things come up, challenges, and there's kind of like layers that are put on us. So I'm either hoping to help children with tools like right at the youngest age possible, that zero to five, or, you know, helping women a little later in life when they're kind of going through a big transition, something difficult and helping them just come back to that, you know, deepest truth, most authentic self and, you know, honoring that and having that appreciation and self-love. Hmm. Which we would hope that when we land on this earth, that, that we know we all come into our life with that, that love and that mm-hmm. opportunity. It, the light can often quickly get squashed and, and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, there's times that we can enhance and there's times we have to rebuild and, and repair it. Yeah, grateful for the work that you do. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your schooling. You had mentioned in the in the introduction that you you might want to talk a little bit about the experience that you had. Yes, I'm I'm curious about yeah. the the magic behind your training and the experiences. Yeah, I was so grateful that I ended up in the Bay Area and came upon I wasn't entirely sure like the path I was trying to take, but I came across a school. It's got a long name, California Institute of Integral Studies, and it's in San Francisco. And um, the program that I got to be a part of was a focus on its um, counseling psychology, but a focus on integral psychology. So that that mind, body, spirit and that blending of, you know, intuitively, whatever therapeutic um, ways that you want to work with, um, you can do that. But what's really beautiful about the program is that we were a cohort of about um, maybe 25 of us. And our whole program began um, at a retreat. So we went for seven days immersed in psychology practices, all kind of like not knowing each other either um, and arriving there all on this journey, uncertain what we were really getting ourselves into, but this beautiful retreat center in Northern California. And there's just an immersion into the program um, in that week. Right away. Yeah, yeah. And I remember our instructor was late and we were all like, is this a part of it? We don't know each other. Like, are they you know, doing some kind of psychology thing with us. And, and it was just a really beautiful experience. And then throughout the year, we would meet for a long weekend. So we were again immersed in everything like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the small cohort, and getting to learn from some amazing professors and amazing advocates and people within the community and in San Francisco and the Bay Area. So it was really, I feel like it was a magical experience. And also I got incredible clinical experience. So working in schools and community mental health. So it was it was a wonderful experience for sure. And was that your first experience like that, certification and, and professional 
this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like yet, as you mentioned, but that was the first experience like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in undergrad school, it was a little, I must have changed my major like 10 times. Like most of us. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. I did land on communication studies and women's studies. So it's kind of guided in this way. Yeah. But yeah, that was the first time I really kind of knew I was on the right path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. When I had my oldest two kiddos, 27 and 25, they are now. Um, I was going through postpartum depression at the time that they were, I think, you know, just a newborn and a little over two. And I was trying to figure things out. I had read all the books on being a parent Mm -hmm. and would skip to the postpartum depression section and think, not me, like I had a choice. Mm -hmm. And I literally, three or four books would skip over. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to be me. Well, sure enough, (laughs) bam, it was almost immediately. And so I remember, and and my husband at the time would say, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. You're miserable. And I would bawl. I would cry and say, you're right. And I... I I wish it were the happiest time, and it wasn't. I went to Changing Hand Bookstores. I don't know if you've been there yet, but it's a lovely bookstore in Tempe if you haven't made it there yet. And I remember standing in the aisle, the self-help aisle, thinking, I've got to figure this out. I don't know what it is I'm looking for. And there was a book out of the corner of my eye that just kind of started shouting at me. And it was uh, uh, Debbie Ford's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. Mm -hmm. She went on to be my mentor. And I went on to have many um, educational experiences through John Kennedy University, similar to what you're describing. I'm sure there's some differences. But that's when I knew that that's the work that I was being called to do. And at the time, I was an assistant principal for an elementary school. So for me, it was like, I always thought I would do this. And then, wow, things opened up mm-hmm. based on my own need to heal and my own need to accept where I was at right in that moment. So uh, similar experiences. And then you went on to Hawaii after San Francisco? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that experience like? And, and did you work as well as get educated there? Tell me a little bit about that experience yeah. in your journey. Yeah, definitely. I ended up um, relocating there and working with the public education system there, um, working with behavioral support within the schools. I had come from a charter school in the Bay Area, so it looked a little different. And um, But I did work for the first time in a high school with teens and then switched back over to working with the elementary kids. And it was definitely gave me a great learning experience, but it wasn't really the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I kind of went on to work on my yoga training. So I ended up doing this also amazing year-long yoga training program where it's a similar idea where you kind of immerse yourself in the yoga practice once a month um, for an entire year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was was incredible. And, um, And then I also met, she I feel like is a sister, friend, but she was a mentor at the time too. And she taught me um, something called the Sacred She Practice. And mm. it's like a women's yoga embodiment, um, women's circles. And she really opened my eyes to that experience. We were, um, she would host these full moon circles, like up over looking the ocean on a mountain in Hawaii. So really immersing in the like beauty of Hawaii. And then also this first, more first-time experience of being in these circles of women and that what that support really felt like. And mm. I think I had a deep longing for that, and it was really beautiful as well. So, yeah, a lot of different things unfolded there. Um, for me professionally, I also 
met the love of my life, my husband there, and he was with me at the event where I first um, kind of came about to meeting you, yeah. and he's incredibly supportive. He couldn't be here today. He's kind of more of a, the background behind scene, the scenes yeah, behind guy. the scenes, you know, he's loading up my truck with yoga mats oh. and cutting out flyers late at night so good. and you know all the different I mean he plays many roles um so yeah so I met him and we had our son there so a lot of magical things happened in Hawaii for yes. me professionally and personally so good how did you find your way to Arizona then I know you love it here yeah what what called you to be here in Arizona? My husband has roots here. Oh, so okay. he's from here and I got to visit on quite a few occasions and prior to meeting him my lifelong best friend um had lived here forever. We've known each other since we were 5. She's always showing up at my events. She's another um supportive helping incredible woman that comes and helps with things too. So I had visited often. Um, but yeah, we decided to relocate back to the mainland just to be closer to family and friends that we had known for a long time and be able to have that kind of community for our growing family. Mm -hmm. so and how old is your son? He just turned four. Oh gosh. Yeah. So fun. And so yeah. he's there when you're participating creating, participating, planning for everything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that he can be an intricate piece of it. And mm -hmm. whether I'm doing yoga in the morning and kind of practicing things, him and the dog are joining oh, in. Yes. <laughs> so my family is definitely um, the background scene, the, the support of this business as well. Which is what you're modeling yes. for other women and those yeah. that have families as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. So I was saw, I, ha, I see private clients when I'm not doing uh, business Radio X things. And this morning, as one of my clients was leaving, she had said that she and her husband had binge watched um, Nine Perfect Strangers. Are you familiar mm -hmm. with that? No. I don't watch a lot of TV myself. However, I did watch maybe the first couple of episodes, and it was this immersive retreat weekend, some, you know, kind of a wealthy location um, in some tropical place. And Nicole Kidman plays the kind of the facilitator, the guide. Yeah, Does it sound familiar? Yeah, it sounds familiar now. And, and she laughed because she said she and her husband were laughing at, at how I might react to watching it because it was very kumbaya, very woo-woo, which mm -hmm. I can tend to be. Uh, and... Um, and I said, you know, I, I stopped watching it, not because I didn't like it. I thought it was well acted. Uh, it was well done. And yet Hollywood has this funny way of making fun of folks who do energy work and, and all the modalities around healing. And the irony of that is, is that I, just from what I've read, oftentimes folks who are in acting or sports, you know, some of our high achievers tap into those resources mm -hmm. through a variety of coaches and experiences because it works. <laughs> so anyway, I just, as you were sharing that, I thought, oh gosh, that, that we just were joking about that earlier. I, in the business world, I've had to find my way. It's actually why I opened Business Radio X because I really do help people energetically find their center, stay uh, in touch with their intuition, be led by it, the, similar to what you do for folks. And yet I wanted more of our business owners and our executive leaders 
large, medium, and small businesses to have those experiences they have if they haven't been called to it previously. Do you ever find in your work that there's that tug uh, between those two worlds? I, I purposely have put myself in the middle of it to try to bring those worlds closer together. Um, it sounds to me like you've gone about your business a little bit different, but do you ever struggle with um, you know, helping people come along and wrangling them? Oh, that's a good question. My mind is thinking about it. Um, yeah, I feel like a little bit. I've also kind of set the intention that people will come like when they yep. are ready <laughs> and they'll find me and it's kind of it's working. It's yeah, yeah. And I have had I think I have had, you know, some clients come that, you know, maybe they were a little uncertain or um, and they've kind of dipped their toe in and take a step back and then maybe they come back around a yes. little bit later. But yeah, I can, I can resonate with that definitely. And why I create so many programs too, is I want it to like, if someone's been to traditional therapy and they have this feeling that it didn't work for them or it was difficult or it just wasn't the right fit or, or even if they've never been to traditional therapy and they're fear, feeling fearful or uncertain about it. I try to create events and classes that allow people to kind of dip their toe in it. it. Like um, the girls circle has been incredible and it's brought different fam, newer, different types of families and and girls um, into my space. And I feel like some of the families were kind of curious about some, you know, maybe something they were concerned about with their child, um, especially coming out of the pandemic. And it's just this very welcoming. The idea is that we, we join, we start every class in a circle and we have little rituals, but then they also learn emotion regulation tools, mindfulness tools, and they have opportunities for friendship building, which also looks like social engagement and opportunities for that as well. So it's less of um, like coming from working in public schools, less of here are your goals and you have this long to achieve it. It's more like just kind of putting it out there for them mm -hmm. and letting them just experience it. Yeah, fluid. So, yeah, very fluid. That's a great word for it. I, I'm thinking of a buffet, right? Where, yeah. where somebody can grab two plates and a tray <laughs> and fill it up if they want to. But if somebody just wants to come and have a little taste, that they're at liberty to do that yeah. as well. It's nice yeah. that you offer so many different modalities and opportunities for people to come as you are. Mm -hmm. and experience what you're needing in that moment. Exactly. Yes, love yeah. it. Yeah, and one of the things that happened right as it was like a year ago as we were kind of stepping out of being very closed off due to the pandemic, mm -hmm. I wasn't sure. I had, you know, relocated here. I had tried to rebuild my business and all of that happened, and I had a pretty young child at home. And I just decided, I said to my husband, I'm like, I'm going to just start things and I'm going to take it outside under trees where maybe moms and women and families and kids will feel comfortable. And it was beautiful. I started um, a kindness circle for kids and then a mindful mama support group. And it was the mindful mama support group was I mean, like my heart and I get goosebumps because there was moms that 
had had their babies during the pandemic and they hadn't left the house and they hadn't interacted and they were so nervous and excited and um, grateful. And it, I can just like vi- see it in my head right now, the moms and we'd meet under this tree and we'd bring our blankets and there was always, you know, some kind of topic that we might touch on, but it was mostly kind of what organically unfolded. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a lot of relationships that developed between the moms and that and, you know, them growing into some of the other offerings that I had as well. So I don't know how I got to that, but that was it's something ma- I wanted magical. to yeah. share. No, that I was really it. beautiful and how the Wellness Collective Women and Children kind of got its momentum again after relocating my previous business from Hawaii and then being new here and going through the pandemic. It kind of, it all started under some trees out in nature. (laughs) So wise that you continue to trust your intuition. So many people may be called to do that kind of thing. And then with so many things that appear to be challenges or walls, throw up their hands and say, well, it's not meant to be. And you've continued to just lean in and trust, well, how how could I make this work? And yeah. what should this look like? Let me give this a try. You, uh, you mentioned uh, when you shared your introduction that you really have lived your life um, by leaning into intuition. For somebody who may not be as familiar with how to listen inside, I, I, I know really that they ought to connect with you <laughs> and get more acquainted with the work you do. But what is, is there one maybe simple technique that you would recommend for somebody who says, gosh, like I, I hear people sometimes say, I, I can't trust my gut or, or I don't, I don't have intuition like other people, which I know is not, I don't believe it's accurate, but what would you recommend? Yeah. And I think I might take a few steps back to, sure. to share some of my personal experience, but I, I think the turning point for me, because I don't always feel like I lived my life intuitively Mm, or authentically. It was like a constant journey of finding this. So it's taken me a very long time. But I think the thing that was so powerful for me and is a tool that I try to share and teach with everyone, and it's very simple, is the breath, Um, being able to practice the breathing. And I feel like I had a lot of anxiety as a child I was a highly sensitive child in a world that didn't understand that. And I didn't understand that within myself either. I was sensitive and I was empathic and I was feeling deeply and I was feeling other people's feelings and I was being labeled as quiet and shy. And and I was like, but no, I'm not quiet and shy because I have so much to share. And when I share something, everyone's always like, oh. It's like, I just need a little more. (laughs) I need a little time. And so, yeah, I feel like it's, It's been a journey for me, and I think maybe in my late teens, 20s, I finally stepped into a yoga class, Mm -hmm. and at first it was about, oh my gosh, how do I do that pose with the person next to me, and oh my gosh, like so much more anxiety, and then I had this incredible teacher in the Bay Area, and she really brought in the pranayama or the breath, and I felt like it was that connection between this, your mind, right? But my body was connecting. My body was connecting with my mind. And then my mind and body were connecting with my spirit and my authentic self. And it was like all that tension and tightness and fear and shy and you're quiet. It just, like some of it just floated away. So that was like a very magical 
turning point for me. And I feel like being able to practice breath, even like the three rounds of breath can just help us slow down and be able to tune into that connection between the body with the mind and then what we were talking about, that deep, authentic self. And it's not like that happens magically that we can trust our gut and and be in our deepest truth. But over time, I think the breath really helps like with the calming of the nervous system and the connecting because I feel like that's where it, it lies, having that connection between all those pieces. And a lot of the time in our society, we we are very much living up here, right, in our heads and busyness. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I think that's a big piece is helping helping our littlest children, like, start off connecting in that way, connecting with their body. And then when I work with women, that's one of the first things I try to practice with them. And breath doesn't cost anything. Yeah. We're all breathing anyway exactly. already. Many of us, too shallow, <laughs> too, too shallow breath. Uh, how wonderful that you give people a space and opportunity to practice so many things around coming back into wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I, I keep writing down all these introductions. <laughs> so with that in mind, one of the things that we love so much about offering our community an opportunity to come and tell their story and, and who the, you know what you're offering and the people that you serve as you continue to get um, more deeply rooted here in uh, the East Valley and offering your service to others, what other kind of introductions would be of benefit to you? Uh, so when Daryl and you met at the at the event and he said, I think you need to meet Karen, come be on a show with us. He was right on the money. And um, we, we're very well known in the Valley. So how who else are you looking to connect with? Um, how can we continue to help get the word out? Yeah, um, I loved that connection because I love when someone says something like he walked over, you know, he had a completely different booth that he was working with and shared more about you. And I just love those, like, I don't know what it's called, those magical chance, you know, kind of meetings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just continue to welcome predominantly, you know, the collectives about women owned businesses Mm -hmm. and continuing to connect with like-minded women that are supporting our community through through well-being, mental health, and finding healing for women and children, and whatever that might look like, whether they're um, doing energy work, whether it's Reiki or massage or um, yes, coaching. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, like yes. all these things. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, what's, I think, meaningful too is that I've heard that there's not – in like the Santan Valley, Queen Creek area, there's not as much. Everyone's always having to drive to Tempe or Phoenix mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. Scottsdale. And I was kept being kind of drawn to these areas because it seemed like there was more <laughs> out here. And I kept hearing women say like, oh, thank you for your dedication <laughs> to our community. There's nothing out here like this. Please stay. And um, when I had taken the classes outside and then I had moved into a rental space and then moved out. That's what I kept hearing is like, thank you for staying. Thank you for sticking with it. Like we need you. And then I feel like more and more over the last couple months, there's been different um, women in the healing modalities reaching out to say, how can we co-create? Like I'm out here too. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, I think an important thing to kind of bring 
this sort of um, work in these offerings to that community because it seems like we're always, you know, doing the 30, 45 minute drive and kind of bringing more of it out to that community as well. So as you're chatting, I'm looking up the name because I wanted to make sure I had it correct. Uh, I've got lots of introductions that I feel like it's worthy to give a handful of shout outs. Uh, Jennifer Lindley and Constance Wilson both are in the Economic Development Department for the city of Queen Creek. Okay. And we had them on not too long ago. Both are moms. Um, I think it was Constance that just had her um, her most recent little one. Uh, so would love to make an introduction. I got to head out to Queen Creek not too long ago and we had uh, lunch at the what was it? The old Ellsworth Brewery. Okay. And uh, got to meet the owners. And again, just women who are wanting to help Queen Creek and that, that whole area flourish. Uh, so that would be a great connection. Uh, and then we just, this is a little bit different different um, area of the world from Montenegro, actually, just outside mm-hmm. of Italy. We just had uh, Yasna who um, created an app called Flourish around mindfulness so shout out to our recent guest. We just published that podcast today as well. I think you two would really resonate with each other. So we'll make that connection. And then Jennifer Burwell is a very good friend of mine. She's also the host of her own show um, here at um, Business Radio. It's called The Messy Middle. Mm-hmm. And she founded a company called Mother and Founder Co. And she's all around women in business and the wellness around family, healing trauma, and all of that. So, uh, and I believe she lives, does Jennifer live in Gilbert? I think Jen's in Gilbert. Phenomenal. She used to, used to be the vice president of this Max 6 facility and just recently made this transition. And then, of course, my shout-outs would not be um, accurate if I did not also include the MindWell Collective, which is um, Michelle Jones' group and our, our dear friend Kelly Lorenzen also does her show, Collaborative Connections. Mm-hmm. Kelly introduced me to Michelle. And then my trauma healing guide for my own personal need um, a couple of years ago, Julie Gustafson. And um, after a tragic situation with my ex-husband, my son and I both had a need to go have some trauma work done. And I met Julie through Kelly. And I now, I'm now certified trauma guide myself. And a good portion of my private practice is around helping people heal mm-hmm. through trauma. I think it'd really be a neat connection for you and Kelly and Julie and Michelle. Uh, there's always some overlap and, yeah. and overlay. And I think you all Sounds would find wonderful. each other very, um, just very well connected. And then Brady Wald, I can't remember the name of his charter school. Maybe it's Liberty Charter Schools in Mesa. Uh, mm-hmm. Brady was a guest of ours not too long ago. I keep looking at Daryl for help. He's mm-hmm. so good about that. Brady would be another great soul for you to meet. It's a charter school that really emphasizes the whole child, Mm -hmm. the whole family, the community, mindfulness, breath work, everything. And he is setting the pace like none other that I've seen and a father himself. So again, I've got my little list going, but I wanted to make sure that I said it out loud because I will send them, of course, the link to the podcast and say, you've got to get to know Amy and vice versa. I hope you'll get to know them as well. I really love hearing about all of them. And now I'm just hanging on the last one, the school. But I would really love to be connected with a school that's like-minded as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think he'd be a great, he's been in the, um, in education for years. In fact, it's funny after we did the interview, um, or maybe it was in the middle of the interview, he 
we had realized we had a connection. I used to be an educator myself in Kyrene School District here in the East Valley. And one of my dear friends and clients, uh, they used to teach together. So he, I think, might be that kind of person with your background and having worked with the charter schools and public schools, in addition to his current work here in Arizona, there might be some great introductions for you as yeah. well. So that's what we love to do, right? We, we connect the dots and we make the connections. Oh, yes, <laughs> we're looking at the, uh, the screen above Daryl and, and seeing all the neat flashing of the shows that I've just mentioned. So I uh, yeah. do love you sharing about the education piece because that is more of the work that I did in Hawaii. So I was working with our youngest like preschools and bringing in um, social emotional learning, mindfulness, yoga programs. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of that work hasn't translated here so much. So mm-hmm. I would love to be connected with a school for sure. Good. Yes. Well, we will make sure I'm writing down another (laughs) connection. (laughs) This is wonderful. Tell us where we can find you. Do you have um, social media pages? What's the best way if somebody's listening today and they're like, oh, gosh, I really want to learn more. I want to get to my first class or my first circle. How do they find you? Yeah, I'd say the biggest social media is Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm Wellness Collective WC. Um, that's where I'm kind of, that's my social media jam right now. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, starting to kind of get into TikTok. Wow, good for you. (laughs) And then we also have our website. So that's wellnesscollectivewc.com that you can find a lot of more in-depth information as well. Excellent. Very excited to meet you. Daryl was right to get us connected. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sure we'll have many more conversations and hopefully find an opportunity to work with each other going forward. The Wellness Collective Women and Children, uh, we've been uh, fortunate to have time with Amy Jolly today. She's the founder. And out there in the Gilbert, Queen Creek, Santan area, um, and really all of the valley, yeah. <laughs> all of the places, uh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you today. Thank you again for sharing your story with us and, and all the success and, and good, good uh, life and love to you. Mm, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah. I'm really grateful. And yes, I think there'll be more conversations between the two of us. For sure. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> You've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.